Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hey now. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Hey now. Yeah. Previously on Next Issue. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, who want, I mean, Clay, you want to start us off with your previously on Next Issue? Previously on Next Issue. No, I mean your actual... <laughs> your actual choice for it. No. The train wreck that is this episode. <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know what happened between... Ten minutes ago, and now, now Clay's gone rogue. Josh went rogue last time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to focus. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. Then. Thank you. Come on, Josh, uh, you're the college professor. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so I am one episode away from finishing uh, the Witcher TV series, and man, it's good. It's so good. I, 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 I love it so much. It's just, it's if you if you've read the books. You'll definitely like it. Uh, if you've played the game, I think you'll like Wait, it as game? well. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's how most people know it. I just remember because I kept seeing pictures of uh, Henry uh, Cavill's character on some of the geek sites I go to. Wait, so you've never played the games? No. Oh, I thought you were making a joke. Yeah, oh, I, I thought so like too. Another game series. <laughs> oh the video God, game series? Yes. It's like the... <laughs> Biggest like Witcher Three is like one of the biggest games of like the past I don't know eight years. People still haven't I, finished that game, and it yeah, I, yeah, it's it's it 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 it, it finally beat uh, Rockstar Games as being like the preeminent open world gaming experience. Okay, yeah, okay, well, uh, so today. On uh, next issue, we learned that Kyle has no idea that Witcher is a gaming franchise. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and, and they're releasing they're releasing a, a new comic book soon that has to do that is tied into that. the Netflix series. Right. Yeah. Because we, we already yeah. had we already had Witcher comics that are related to the books, maybe in the video games. I think more the video games. Okay. Yeah, because it well, is older. I say that I, I could be wrong. No, you're right because older girl. Uh, it's in the video Over. games, and then younger. Well, I say younger, but I think I guess it's just beard and no beard, because <laughs> right. witches don't age like normal people do. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, you will definitely. I don't want to go into spoilers because I do want people to watch the show, and and I do want Josh to finish the show. But if have you guys all, Clay, Kyle, have you guys watched it? No, no, I haven't. I want to, but I'm just. I don't yes. know. I like need to be in that mindset to watch a fantasy show for a while. So. Here's what I did. I only watched one. Kyle, one a day. Oh, sorry. Have you? You said you haven't watched. No, I said no. I did not touch the series. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't worry about the video. It's not on the. It doesn't matter. But um. But yeah. So what I did is I just watched one episode per day, and instead of binging the whole thing. And it just it gives me it gives you a chance to kind of think about what you just saw in the previous hour, 
I've got too many other things I'm doing, whether it's playing video game, reading, work. I just don't have time to start a new series like that. Okay. And well, I got no interest in it, really. It, it's good. Well, well and, and, and I'll say as well, when you, when you start it, you, it, you've got to give it time because about the second or third episode in, you realize you're not watching a linear narrative. You're, you're watching multiple narratives that take place at different moments in time. And I think once you realize that, you're either going to be super frustrated or in awe, which is how I was. And once you continue watching, and it's short, it's only, what, eight, eight, eight episodes? episodes. Um, I'd say around episode four or five, you start to you to get a sense of what's happening when. And it all comes together. Like, again, I still have one more mm-hmm. to watch, but certainly by seven, it, it all comes together. Like, you start to recognize where everything's been leading to yeah and one once that clicked in my head too i was like it was it was like holy shit yeah i'm trying to remember the exact moment there's one moment where it's very clear they're referring to something in the past oh it was probably the the wedding right um, yeah that's yeah. where i figured out too kind of yeah Kyle, you wanna you wanna give us what yes you're... yeah so i finally got to see the new harley quinn and birds of prey film which i gotta say yay Made it for uh, the crap that was uh, Suicide Squad. Real quick, I want to plug in. We did have a, a Birds of Prey discussion. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, yeah, I'm he, gonna... he crashed the party before <laughs> watching the movie, but he had already kind of read up on it. <laughs> but now we get the the actual like. Now that you've seen the movie, do you want to just give us some? Uh... Yeah, uh, I think right now I loved it. Uh, I think DC's finally learning that you need to have fun with your films. And three, I think uh, this is DC's answer to Deadpool. My opinion. I, I strongly agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, there is one thing I really disliked. Well, two things I disliked about that film, but one more than the other. The guy they got to play Zaz was horrible. He was not Zaz. After watching really? Zaz you didn't on like Gotham. Him? No, I thought he was crap. After watching Zaz on Gotham, bring that actor in and let him play Zaz. Yeah, yeah, he is really good. It's hard to beat Soho Hank. Yeah. The other part, I, it was, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate the character, but the, oh, I'm blank on Batgirl. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, Cassandra. Back- Cassandra Kane. She is one of the most deadly martial artists in the DC universe. She can go toe-toe with Batman and even make him bleed. And she's a simple pickpocket? I mean, does that just... That was too, for me, too drastic of a change for that who that character was. I mean, if she had some fighting skill... I'm not saying you have to make her a killer, but give her some kind of, I don't know, connection to the comic book? I mean, we got that with Birds of, We got that with Black Canary, which I love the fact that they even made reference to her mother. I thought Huntress was a great because the fact like she doesn't even know how to act her whole life's been driven by hatred and when she think you know i like you mean the, the crossbow killer yeah cross- <laughs> and then even and again even uh the only thing i would i would have maybe had a slight other issue with was with montoya she's i mean don't get me wrong i think the actress is great but she's just older and i think montoya is kind of would be closer in age to like huntress and black canary She's very much an older, almost like kind of in her, you know, I, I know, I know, I'm trying to think of Rosie Perez, Rosie Perez. And I just think like for a character who's supposed to eventually become the question in the comic books, I think you'd want to go with somebody a little bit younger. But I mean, overall, I thought well, her betrayal. She doesn't probably. have to go that way, though. I mean, I, I kind of liked her character being being older and more experienced because she had been through the bullshit at the police. So that, yeah. that gave her her out at the end. Yep. I, I think if, if we go forward, I think you have a good team where you could do a birds of prey movie without Harley Quinn. And, and I think that's what's going on. I think that's what's was being set up. So, yeah, but I, I really thought the film was fun and like it just 
made up for, I mean, I, there wasn't much of Suicide, going back and think about Suicide Squad, there's not much about that film outside of Harley that I enjoyed about it. And now looking at your Birds of Prey, I'm like, okay, you're Captain doing your- Captain Boomerang. Hmm? Captain yeah. Boomerang. If they used him more, but you, I, mean, I know somebody said in the extended cut, they have more with him, but it's just- yeah. Not really. It's more about just uh, Harley and Joker stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. but we we will get more boomerang in Suicide Squad too. He's Jay Courtney's in it. Yay! Um, so I'm excited. We did see a, a list of the, and this is a small tangent because we hadn't had one in a while. Um, <laughs> we did see uh, a poster with all the names, and I think something we could do maybe for next episode is try to figure out who's playing what in that list of names, and we'll just have our our fantasy reverse casting. Like we know the actor. Who are they playing in the Suicide Squad? So, yeah. Well, we know one. We know one. Well, we know we know a bunch because there's returning people, but I want to know of all the new cast members. Who who are they playing? I mean, again, I, I think playing Arm Fall Off Boy. That right if there is his favorite film. So, if, so, he's, James, if he's not Arm Fall Off Boy, I'm not seeing. So James Gunn denied that on his Instagram stories because Damn people, ask, yeah, people ask him about that. Like he'll do these he'll do these Q and A's where people like people just send them questions and he'll just reply to as many things as you can and one of those questions was is nathan fillion our follow boy and he said no yeah but is he doing that on purpose just to kind of throw us off track that's true i don't know he feel, i don't think that he relies on that trickery very much so but i don't know clay do you want to you want to tell us yeah back back to our show uh you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been reading and watching i have been uh watching Shit's creek if you guys haven't watched that, it's a Canadian show with uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara from SCTV. It is uh, hilarious. And I think what you said earlier about like the way you were watching The Witcher is the way I should have watched Shit's Creek because we binged it. It was hilarious. And now we're kind of going back and rewatching slowly each episode. It just makes it better. Yep. Yeah. Wait, Shit's Creek based on a video game? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know, I know, I know. Now you bring up a video game? It's based on it's based on our Oregon Trail. It's know, updated. Um, well, no, we, uh, Shelby's Shelby's been sick, so we've just been I've been trying to take care of her, and we've just been laying around watching Shit's Creek. Nice. It is not the coronavirus, so I will put those uh, rumors to bed. Oh, good. I also I also finished a I also finished a Planet of the Apes game. I forgot for our last episode, so more Planet of the oh. Apes. Is that the uh, PC one? It is. Uh, well, I got it on PlayStation 4. I, I'm sure it's PC because it's just a story-based okay. game. Yeah. It's uh, Planet of the Apes Lost Frontier. It's uh, story-based, so it's kind of like a Telltale Games. Uh, you go through and you have different options. Uh, I'm not sure how many different endings there are, but I played through within a few hours, maybe a two-and-a-half, three-hour game at the most, uh, 20 bucks. And, yeah. But cool story, and you get to play in the apes world. I'm glad these cool. games are getting politically is it, correct. <laughs> is it worth playing? I've been I've been eyeballing it. I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, twenty bucks or less. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I just shared a link with everybody. Just to, just to play in that world, and that that's the funnest part. I mean, you're just making choices, so you don't get to do a lot. Uh, you're just choosing how you want to defend one person versus another and move your character through the game. I was gonna say I threw a link in the, the chat here for I think it'd be great for next episode or next time is Marvel Comics crossovers that would make great D and D campaign. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Talking D &D about D and D and Marvel. Marvel. Apes now. 
You know, I would choose, I would do R Remender's X Force. I think that would make a great campaign. Civil War would be good. Yeah, yeah I see this. That's in there. That's in there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Marvel. Okay. Oh, they're role playing. <laughs> uh, we're going to, so, so obviously this is an audio podcast, but Clay keeps showing us things on the chat on our video. <laughs> content, <laughs> Crap, I... Where it's just like he has all these collectibles around in his office. And I guess he, you said you haven't been up there in a minute, so you hadn't seen all these. I haven't been there in a while. while. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm not like looking at shit that's been laying around. I need to kind of clean up stuff like, from the original. The original Blenders, movie. They like put out these uh, film cells. Of, oh. I saw the glare. And you could get one with characters with the ticket you bought. And so this, I forget, when did this come out? So this is like eight years old, just laying around on my desk. When you're not up there, does, does stuff just breed? <laughs> I actually just leave my Plex server running in here and I haven't been up here. I've just been using my Chromebook downstairs. So, and nice. I quit playing Overwatch, so I'm not up here uh, on Overwatch either. Well, I'm glad we made you go back to your office. <laughs> um, the question is, I think is I may have, leave? <laughs> I'm going to try to see it what the oldest thing in here is before the end of the episode. Thanks, Clay. Um, all right. Well, I'll move on to, to my thing. Um, so I, we, for, for comic book club this month at, uh, at Boomerang, well, sorry, at Boomerang, Josh, not our comic book club. I know. <laughs> Boo. Uh, we read Stumptown volume one by Greg Rucka and Matthew Southworth. And it was, a, it was a very interesting book. Um, if you watch the TV show, it's only, so the, the book, it's only one story, one case, and it's a lot more fleshed out than the episodic things that we get in the TV show. So it was fun to go back and kind of compare the differences between the show and the changes that they made from the comic. You know, like obviously in a TV show, you want to have a romantic lead. So they, they changed the, the main cop in the comic. They changed it to the guy in the show. I forget his name. And they did stuff like that. And then, but I got to say the, the art is really good on the book. Matthew Southworth really captures that. It's like, it feels like noir, but modern is at the same time and and it's just it's really good um so if you like the tv show i recommend you read the comic if you read the comic and you like it i recommend you watch the tv show because kobe smolders is perfect for dex who's our main character so yeah i i, I recommend it So we'll move on to our, our main topic, and uh, I don't know how much traction we'll get out of this, but I think it's something that it's it's worth mentioning. Um, throughout, the, we don't we don't do a lot of news, like actual news stuff. Like, I want to talk about this because yeah, I know where you're going, but keep going. Yeah, so we, we don't talk about a lot of actual news news as far as like the world we live in, but this is something pretty big. Um, and I don't know whenever you're listening to this, but at the time of recording. Uh, because of the coronavirus, they, there's a lot of stuff being canceled and postponed, like big gatherings of people, right? Obviously, just try to stop the spread of disease. Um, and by the way, like, just wash your hands a lot. Like, just wash your hands. It, that's just good practice. Uh, but so we got news that Emerald City Comic Con is being canceled and postponed. Uh, for at the, at, the at the time of recording, it's just being canceled. We really don't have any 
updates on on where that's going to go. Um, so I was planning on going. I had I had tickets for all four days. I had a plane hotel. Like I was ready to go on the trip. Um, and you know now that because of the news, um, we'll talk a little bit about kind of the timeline of how what was what started happening in the past week, uh, and then maybe how that kind of affects the creators. But uh, you guys want to chime in a little bit on kind of what you saw on the as you kind of kept track of all this stuff coming in. What I saw was uh, creators starting to get worried about going to conventions and yeah. concerned for their own health. So mm-hmm. I know some right. creators were canceling just because they were like, uh, I'm trying to remember specifically some of the ones I saw. I think Jody Hauser had put out something and mm-hmm. um, Greg Pulo. Yep. Um, Scotty, Scotty Young canceled. Uh, no, it, it was just a, when individuals started to do it, I think that was when the company started to see, look, we need to just go ahead and shut her down. They're going to be doing half shows anyway. If anyone tries, I think like Fan Expo Dallas is still going, isn't it? As of today, Yeah, so far, yeah. but give it time. Yeah, and it, I think only one cancellation listed on the site as of today. Yeah. I want to throw out the fact that it's not just that. It's like two of the biggest gatherings at this time of year have been canceled. One is... When I was teaching at UT Dallas in some of the game classes, the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco has been completely shut down, and that's a huge market for them. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, uh, the other one I used to love going to, South by Southwest. They just canceled yep. that this past that's week, huge. and that is huge for Austin. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was shut down by the city, wasn't it? Yeah. I it wasn't think a South so. by South. And that, yeah. that's movie stars, that's tech billionaires, that's music, that's you know TV series, podcasting. It's like Comic, that's a huge yeah. market. Yeah. The, the, the most uh, acerbic tweet I saw about that was, you know, now that South by Southwest is canceled, maybe Austin should consider, I don't know, putting on a series of like indie performers that play around town and, uh, uh, you know, like, like indie film screenings that we could just kind of go to, you know, something casual. It might take off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I <laughs> tweeted that, but it was it was really tongue in cheek. Yeah, and then I mean, there's so many tech conferences. Google just canceled their big I/O conference. Mobile World Conference in Spain was shut down. I think the thing that kind of saddens me is with with Comic Cons, and and I, I put this out there for you guys because you guys go to these way more often than I do. How much of the draw are the creators? Like if if vendor is still set up, would there be a draw at all? Depends on the show. Like okay. Dallas Fan Expo. Yeah, I don't think they're the draw. It's it's the it's the movies and TV stars that come out now. Like Mark right. Walters Dallas Comic Show. That I think it's it happened is the comic artist. He'll bring in some other like mid card like actors like that, and they'll they'll be a draw. But again, Fan Expo all all entertainment. Other, the yeah. lower, like North Texas Comic Book Show, Dallas Comic Show. Those are where the actual creators are really more wanted to be in scene. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and even before, what is it, last weekend, I think we had C2E2 in Chicago. Yeah. Even then, like, there was creators saying, like, Tom King tweeted out, like, look, guys, no handshakes, no fist bumps. Like, he still wants to meet all the fans. Mitch Guards, same thing. I mean, Mitch has a a baby, so obviously, you know, you you don't want to get sick, which I think we've all been hit with the con, what do they call it, The, the con crud. After a big convention, yes, yeah, and, and that's just from like the normal, like everyday, the normal stuff. germs, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and so I, now we have super germs, and it's going to make me rethink thumbing through comic book boxes. 
Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, I hadn't even thought of that. Wear your uh, wear your gloves. Oh, also, Clay, just wash your hands. Don't. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do that. But you know what? Watching us all on video, we all sit here and touch our face, and it's hilarious yeah. to watch everyone here just. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I draw the line at not touching my face because if I don't, I will go slowly insane. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, but yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> what, I think we all have facial hair, so we all do that and glasses. Yes. And so we're all doing this too. Like we will check for our glasses. and I just touch my eyeballs for no reason every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, like I said, because I was invested on going on the trip, I was keeping an eye on like, well, all these people that said they're going, and even people that, like, just people that I know online, like, we were planning to meet up and actually meet in person, right? Uh, you know, it's funny, like, right now, it's the last day, but uh, Dallas, North Texas Irish Festival is at Fair Park, and I wonder if that got hit by anything. I didn't hear anything, but that's another big extravaganza where people are coming in, mm-hmm. you know, it's all touching, bring your, you know, cooking food, bringing your dogs and everything to the park, and, you know, next next week we've got Alcon. Which is Dallas's answer to like everything nerd them, and I'm wondering. And right now, they've got a good chunk of the original cast from uh, Battlestar Galactica coming to the con. I wonder if any of them are going to back out. Oh man, if uh, is it Fan Expo that has all the Hobbits? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's a shame. I just hope they release the Hobbits. After... <laughs> just let them out. <laughs> oh. But... oh. Oh, go goes up and they just run out. Yeah, two more door. But also, they do but, have a lot of good yeah. guests. I was like, going, man, I know they haven't canceled, but there's no way I'd go. Um, Felicia Day's that going. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean the Hobbits. As much as I dislike how big these conventions are getting and how it's kind of putting up, I hate. I yeah, I guess it's not directly gatekeeping but it's really keeping people out of the of going well, these things i was it, talking to somebody about this and i thought about it. it's like you know really if you, if you, there's a person that you're a real big fan of the real only point to go is to go to the panels because you know waiting in line for an autograph especially autographs are probably like 200 dollars, and the lines are unbelievably long and then just trying to get through the dealer's room it's like you know it's like it's like a madhouse you need a cattle prod just to be able to get through a line so it's like i think oh, yeah. i was telling them it's like, if you really are a fan like they got like I think Stephen Amell and the rest, you know, me, Cat uh, McNamara, and the one who played his son William there. If you're really a fan of Arrow, I want to go hear them talk and just go to the panel. But other than that, Fan Expo has just become a madhouse. And even those My panels opinion. are hard to get into. Like you have yeah. to be in line, like way in advance, and you know, fo- photo ops are really expensive, and it's just it they make it really difficult for you to like really just get to do the one thing you want to do. And the other reason I've always had an issue with Fan Expo, and I and I know they do it on purpose, is they, they, in the past, have been putting themselves on weekends that have already been on the same weekends as established conventions. Right. Now, yeah. granted, one of them was on a convention I don't care for anymore, but it, there's other ones. Like, there have been the pa- times in the past when, one for Clay, and I wonder if they're going to stay open as a Frightmare. I wonder if yeah, Corona is going to knock year, out Frightmare. Frightmare has, like, the biggest guest list. Like, I'm trying to figure out as I sit here and say, I'm not going to any conventions. That's one I kind of <laughs> want to get to. Um, Tom Atkins is going to be there, and he's an older dude, and I wanted to see him, me and Shelby both. Um, Joe Bob Briggs. I mean, it's really the biggest show oh. Texas Frightmare has ever had. And, well, no, they, got, uh, they got Danny what? Trejo, and he's actually going to be doing video messages for $40, which I think is kind of cool. <laughs> 
Anyhow. I just want him to hold up a machete to me and like he's gonna I need to show y'all the picture I got with Danny Trejo. Where is that? I got it around. Of course he's got it right next to him. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. It's under five uh, Superman returns. Yeah. But the the other thing I wanted to kind of talk about with this topic is that a lot of small like a lot of creators depend on conventions like this yeah. to as a big part of their income. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have seen anything as far as the, the people you follow, like how they're trying to supplement that or, or trying to go around that. I know Greg Pak is like, well, let's do a virtual Comic-Con or whatever. So which I was curious about that, if, if this will spur that kind of format taking off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it would make great sense because you already interact with a lot of these people online, kind of, right? I'm tweeting right. with creators all the time. And like this morning, uh, was it Matthew Rosenberg said he finally watched Inception. So I asked him what he what he thought about the ending uh, with the with the totem. No, no spoilers. Have you not seen Inception? I've not seen Inception, but go on, it's fine. It, it's, not, I mean, <laughs> it's like twenty years old at this point. I should have watched it. So. Uh, you really should. Uh, <laughs> I, I Matthew Rosenbaum beat me to, or Michael Rosenbaum beat me to it. No, Matthew Rosenbaum. Yeah, Matthew Rosenbaum. Oh, Matthew Rosenbaum. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure Michael Rosenbaum has seen it. Uh, he's a film bar. but uh, well, you should watch it. And yeah, no, I just asked him, and it's funny, and like people started replying to that stuff. Uh, so like, we already have a level of um, of kind of interaction with creators. Uh, so all there's there's a lot. I mean, I've seen online like people, well, like putting up commissions are open or um, like stuff like that, like you know, selling the stuff that they were gonna bring to the show. Uh, putting it up on their store because a lot of them do stuff specially for the shows, right? Like like exclusive things. So obviously they already had that built in. Well, I I can see this working if it goes one step beyond the way that we might engage with them on Twitter or Instagram or Reddit, which is by saying, okay, if you you know this period of time, if you you know pay X amount. We will do like we're doing right here on, on Discord. You know, we'll just we'll hop into a, a video feed. We can chat one on one. You may even get more time with them than at a con like that. So yeah, yeah. And another thing that I saw is that a lot of you know a lot of artists and stuff like they do portfolio reviews at con- big conventions. Yeah. Like and and now they're kind of missing out on that that networking and that uh, that. Control potential to get some feedback on their work uh which it just you know like how do you i don't know how we kind of try to go around that or what people are trying to do to you know um just make up for that that loss i could see i i I feel like your industry professionals need to step up um on a tech podcast i play when gdc got canceled someone from Microsoft, who I think runs or is part of like the, the idea at, at Xbox, which is their indie uh, side, <clears throat> basically got on Twitter and said, look, I love GDC. I love it being an opportunity for newer game creators to come to me and, and propose stuff. And so he said, I'm just going to open it up on, on Twitter. I've opened my DMs. If you were going to go and propose something to me, hit me up. You know, And so like I, I feel like, again, there are ways we they could they could harness current technology to do that but it takes these people stepping up to do it yeah we just need holograms to be a real thing <laughs> that'd be cool just r2 shows up at your house and then you like 
fiddle with a thing in them and then oh. suddenly like a hologram shows up on your doorstep. But you still have to wait in line? <laughs> no, no, no. There's numerous R2s. They go to people's no, The line is part of the experience. I want to I want oh, hologram. Why I don't, this is why I don't go to cons. I, I hate people and I hate crowds. And I just <laughs> don't want to be around them. So, All right, Josh. No offense, but you're going to a conference where you want people to hear your your paper. You don't want them to not come and you'd be there with crickets chirping. Yeah, it's, it's partly scale, right? So those those conferences tend to be smaller. Um, I know, I know. Hearing you guys talk about fan expo, like I break out into a cold sweat. Like that sounds terrible. Like just terrible. Um, so, but that's just me. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think. Do we have any more thoughts on that? Because I do have another thing I want to talk about, and it's a little bit more oh, a beat. Well, I, I want to throw out one thing. Apparently, like I've got a couple friends. Their uh, their company's called Fully Automatic. They sell like art supplies at a lot of the different conventions, mm. and and they're actually at a convention this week. I didn't even know what's going on. Uh, and oh, wait, where is it? It's at the. Uh, it's called Fandom Legacy Comics Gaming Anime Convention, and it's at the. Uh, Hyatt Regency, North Dallas, Campbell Road, off seventy five. <laughs> And apparently that convention cool. still going. It's got to be a smaller one, but still, I mean, they're they're selling. They post like all the supplies are taken. So I guess they're, it's the smaller conventions that I think are going to survive. It's the bigger ones that really go for more of the corporate. Again, the people who run. I mean, it's when they sold Fan Expo or two, the company that runs Fan Expo. They kind of shit upon you know people we know that used to run the convention, like Mark Walters and other people, and and they just don't care. For them, it's about making money. They don't care what other conventions they hurt. What they charge people, they just want to make a buck, and I think that's the one that's probably going to be hurt. This the smaller ones where you have a smaller community base, like this one. I didn't even know this was going on, but I think it's still going. But there is this, like all con, all con still happening. It may not be the one I'm going to go to, but I think there's one where they actually really care about the community. That I think that I don't know. That'll, that'll be able to pull through the whole, you know, this whole fan of it being too worried about a plague coming through and wiping us all out. Yep. <laughs> yep, that <laughs> my uh, my friend keeps telling me to watch the movie Contagion, and I'm like, no, nope, no, I can't <laughs> nope, not doing that. No, we've already it. seen it. It's the movie right, called uh, oh, what was the movie? Outbreak. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we've been watching The Stand. Oh god. Oh. I I might watch Twelve Monkeys. That's about as close as I'm getting. No, I've seen it. I'm good. Sci-fi <laughs> show. Not the TV show, no, just the the, uh, the Bruce Willis movie. It, it yeah. is Bruce Willis, right? That's pretty it wild is, yeah. that Bruce Willis was in that. Um, yeah, that was during that period where, like, speaking of which, uh, was it Breakfast of Champions? Yeah, it was that he was in the film version of. So my mom is. All right, so like I said, in, in we're gonna pivot to some lighter news than more comic book slash movie related. Uh, this week, Matt Reeves tweeted out some pictures of uh, the Batmobile. Um, so I would just want to get you guys' thoughts and impressions. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. No, it's still nothing. No, it's not that it was bad. It's just still nothing about this movie is making me excited. I did like Josh throwing out the cover of the Batman where it's the Batmobile where Jason's trying to steal the tires. Yeah. Not that that was kind of a nice reference, but still nothing about this movie is making me excited. That's just where I am right now. They, they, they're even, all still teaser the pictures. 
Uh-uh. I mean, I like the idea of Zoe, uh, oh, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz playing Catwoman. After watching the, um, oh, if you haven't seen it, uh, High Fidelity. She's in the oh, new remake of High Fidelity on Hulu. It's good. And that's why, like, I got I read an article with her in the New York Times where they were talking about both her doing High Fidelity and being Catwoman. And after watching High Fidelity, I've got high hopes for her. But right now, I just, I don't. I wasn't big on, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker, and I was surprised. And there, I've, I've always, I wasn't big on Chris Evans being cast as Captain America, and I got surprised there. So it, it, this movie may turn out to be really good, but just with the promo shots we're getting of stuff, I just nothing's really grabbing me. I'm not looking forward. I'm, I, I'm not. It's not my my bowl of I have to go see this film just yet. I, I tried to start watching some Robert Pattinson movies so I could get a feel for him, and I got two I recommend: Good Time and The Rover. Uh, I, I'm kind of excited to see his Batman now after seeing Good Time. I was uh, impressed with that. I mean, I, I, the movie itself is done really well. I wasn't happy with the ending, but his performance overall is pretty great. Okay. I mean, I've heard, I know he could be a good actor. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I think right now I'm burned out on the Batman. Like, we, we've got, we've had, what, six Batman films in, or maybe five in the last 10 years. And I just feel like now it's like we've got so wow. many other. Whether they're five or whether they're B or C list DC characters that you could easily play and have so much fun, we don't need to remake the Batman every time. I mean, we we've been through two different Jokers, two different Batman, you know, and a whole and and, and, and it, it, the first trilogy with Nolan, it was good and then kind of went down. We had I thought Affleck as Batman was good, but it's still the movies itself weren't the greatest, and now you're trying to push it into us again. So it's just I, let's focus on something like again, focus on. You know, I'm going to throw this out there. I would love to see, because Joker did so well, I want to see a movie called The Rogues. The buildup yeah. of the Flash, of the individual rogues and how they come together for the first time. Well, we've we've had three Jokers in the last 10, in the like in a 10-year span, right? Because Dark Knight came out yeah. 2008, Suicide Squad. You're forgetting Suicide Squad. <laughs> I know, but that's, that's still two jokers. Oscar winning suicide. And then Joker. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, granted. Yeah, okay. But I'm not, okay, I'm not counting that Joker. That Joker was the Joker movie. That's not Batman. I'm talking about the Joker's intertwined well, with the Batman and, films. And we'll Batman have, is in it. We will have. Yeah, I know. Valid point. We will have had. It's still a good film. When the movie comes, when the Batman comes out, we will have had three Batmans in the ten in the ten year span as well, because the Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. Then we had Batman okay. Ben Affleck playing in the 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 Snyderverse, and then but I think this comes out next year, so that'll be like yeah. right at the end of that ten year. So Batman is prolific as far as like. Well, I mean, look at Spider Man. How many Spider Man we have in the last it, ten years? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and and so I'm kind of I'm here's here's what I'm hopeful for with Reeves the Batman is that it almost goes it, not exactly the same route, but it it recognizes we like the new Spider Man films that we don't need to retread the origin. Exactly. Let's just do something a little different and focus in on it. And, and I'll say, I, I, I love the Batmobile. I, I think it's awesome. And the other thing is as much as I hated that close up of the, sh of the suit when he's on the bike. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that's just a stuntman suit because every time I see a shot of the Batman suit in the background, like in that shot with the Batmobile, mm -hmm. I really dig it. It reminds me much more of like that, year one kind of costume that's very pared down you know it's 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 very kind of street level and i just hope that's the case uh i really hope it's not this like armored 
battalion thing again that yeah. I'm so sick of seeing. <laughs> so give the man some pouches. Have Rob He's not the dark armored knight. He's the dark knight. Give us give us an actual costume like Athwood kind of had. Yeah, but even his was really armored. I mean, no, not until Justice League. If you go back and look at the costume that he started off in Batman v Superman, it was pretty much spandex suit. Oh, oh is like it? a very yeah. I guess it okay. Was, yeah, it I thought like that was the one wearing, like, where he, he wore the underneath. But, but I mean, like he wore like he had the armor suit when he took Superman on at the end of the film. But when that first scene, when you know you, you're in the the when the police are finding that uh, that uh when he's chasing that, the car, yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's in a, he might be wearing armored like padding, like like a bulletproof vest, but the costume he's wearing is definitely like a span, spandex, more laid back suit. Well, I like that people point out that 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 bat suit had like it looked like veins on it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's like it's like, <laughs> it's like textured in a very yeah. weird way. It's not a mesh. It's almost like scales. It's weird. It's well, I mean, go back and look at uh, Burton's Batman suit. There's no way that, you know you know Michael Keaton was not that ripped in the suit, and that thing had muscle padding in the costume. <laughs> yeah, why don't these, why don't these uh, billionaires like become the peak of human physicality and like try to take on a Batman suit? I still can't believe none of the billionaires around have tried even to even be, either be Iron Man or Batman. Yeah, you, you think Musk is the only one who has a suit? He's the only one who may have tried and built something. He's like, I don't know. He's got the flamethrowers, so Maybe he's got. He's probably got a fire a firefly suit. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's but, nice. but I I really like the Batmobile. I I'm not a big car guy, but I love muscle cars. Like they just the aesthetic of a muscle car looks cool. I'll give it this. I'm just glad it's not a tank like in the Nolan films because I was not a fan of the uh, whatever oh, it was called. I love the tumbler. Yeah, but you. No, I, I love the tank, and like Sean Murphy uses the tank really well in his uh, Batman book. And the White Knight, yeah, mm. yeah, it definitely. I mean, he loves drawing cars, and so like he drew like every Batmobile that he could think of. Yeah, uh, put it in that book, uh, and then uh, Frank Avia tweeted out some pictures of his yes. of the Batmobile that he's designed for. I don't know if it was just a poster or some comic I haven't gotten to. It's a poster. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, and then he's it's Batman seventy two, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So we get the muscle car. Uh, I like that the engine you can kind of see it, kind of like on the DeLorean. You can kind of see the all the workings on the back. Um, it's a muscle car with fins. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to have a fun time, go to Matt Reeves' uh, Twitter where he posted those pictures and read all the comments because people are like, "This ain't Fast and Furious, bro." And they're like <laughs> mad about the car, and I'm like, what? I don't know why this became a Fast and Furious thing, but it's hilarious to see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start just like tweeting the original 1940s Batmobile, uh, which I'm pretty sure is just a sedan, and, uh, <laughs> and just and just make people focus on that because I'm like, look, the Batmobile is not always been. What, no, but the 1940s and 50s Batmobile, I love because you're right. It's a sedan with yeah. like a, a wing as a tail and the yes. bat mask on the front was amazing. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's awesome. I, and I think they no. just, that's a battering ram, isn't yeah. it? The face yeah. on the front? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> look back to the old Joker mobile. It's like this uh, almost Winnebago with a Joker face on the front of it. <laughs> it's so good. Like, that makes sense. I drive around town just totally promoting myself. Uh, that's conspicuous. <laughs> But it's like the, what was it? The truck in uh, and that's maximum the, overdrive. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Green Goblin is the best yes. appearance. <laughs> oh man. That's the crossover I, we wanted. 
you know it's it, it's funny the the more they translate batman to film the more i feel like what's to blame is not the nolan series because honestly i feel like the nolan series does a good job of explaining why all the tech looks the way it does right it's 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 very in universe mm-hmm. As much as I love them, I think it's the games. It's Arkham Asylum. It's Arkham City. It's all these yeah. games where it, there's just a focus on Batman is just like this armored guy. Uh, Playing Arkham like, Asylum and knowing that he has his own Batcave underneath Arkham was an amazing thing. Like when you have to get to that certain point, you fly down. You see, there's like he's his own Batcave in here. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this movie gives us some. The one one thing I love about the Arkham games is uh, detective mode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I hope like those were my fa- my favorite missions where when I had to sneak. I'm not a big gamer, but I was playing those games, and when you had to sneak around and take down everybody without tripping any alarms or like getting somebody's attention. Like I love grappling onto the gargoyles and fought like just dropping down, doing a takedown. Uh, like that's probably the coolest part so we Zack Snyder already gave us the beatdown video game sequence in Batman v Superman <laughs> I want I, I now want the detective mode yeah. takedown <clears throat> sequence in this new uh in this new the Batman movie and this is what I'm gonna throw here because uh, I no hope small he, request I hope he's actually a detective because I'll say this much right now yeah. uh, looking to him it's, it's they're not doing it anymore but there was a uh, podcast I used to listen to for era called quiver and they made a valid point that Oliver did more detective work in season one of Arrow than <laughs> Christian Bale did in all three Nolan films. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and that's what makes – I mean that's why Batman, the animated series Batman, is the best. He's a detective yeah. in that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. To, right? to the, the ninth degree. Yeah. So it would be great if, they, again, they do bring some of that. But I feel like to do that, he needs to not have this armored – I mean it's a conceit in the game that works, right? Detective mode is something that is, you know, is built into his gear. Yeah. But if you're going to show him as a detective in a film, he needs to not be this like overly powered figure, right? He needs to be using his brain. So if they have him go under undercover as Matches Malone in this film, (laughs) (laughs) I will will love it. Robert Pattinson could play like the guy from the lighthouse could be Matches Malone. <laughs> His character. Oh my god, the lighthouse yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Is you know it? <laughs> yeah. I Shelby and I debate on it, but I think it's a terrible movie about farts, and she thinks it's a very artistic horror film. Wait, wait. A movie about farts? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Put it put it on the Blu-ray box. Clay loves a movie about farts. Not this movie. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I mean, yeah, I, I really have good hopes for the Batman. Um, I think anytime we we'll, we get any more news about it, I'm sure we'll discuss, and but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so let's move on to our, our recommendations for this week. Got it right here. We can close out the show. Uh, well, you want to kick us off, Kyle, since you, you got that ready? Yep, I'm going to go right back to the whole Batman-Joker discussion, and this is, if you guys can find it, Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime. In the oh. mid-70s, they really, Joker had a nine-issue run that was almost basically Joker's Marvel team-up, where he had an episode where he goes against um, the Scarecrow, he goes against uh, Two-Face, he goes against Catwoman, goes against Green Arrow while he's, Green Arrow's trying to save Lois Lane from the Joker, and the best one, 
The Joker goes up against uh, Sherlock Holmes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it, this 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 trade paperback has all nine issues, and it's worth a read. It's just if, if you want the fun, over the top '70s kind of DC stories you used to get before, you know, an old dark Neil Adams base. This is the kind of one you want to read. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Josh. Uh, well, uh, like last week, I have a humble bundle. I hope it's still up by the time this posts. But uh, there is currently a uh, really great, if you like manga, really great uh, humble manga bundle uh, featuring uh, Hero Mishima's fairy tale and <laughs> other series. Um, you can end up with, I think, the first 20 volumes of fairy tale from this bundle. And that's just a, a tiny percentage of all the manga that you get. So um, there's a ton of stuff in there. And uh, oh, good. No, and manga volumes are large. Like they can contain anywhere from six mm-hmm. to ten yeah. chapters. Yeah. Of, like 20 pages each. So um, if you guys want to go, like I said, you, you can always go to, if, if any of the listeners out there are Dallas based or even maybe other city based, uh, Barnes and Nobles has a great selection. But I like also local stores. And if you're in, any, in an Asian neighborhood, Kinokoku, which is a Japanese bookstore, they have a huge supply of not just the American, but Japanese uh, oh, manga. Yeah. In, in Carrollton? Yeah. Yeah, I love well, it. Well, there's more than one. There's also, there's also a second one inside a Japanese grocery store off of Legacy and 75 in Plano. Okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've been to that one. That yeah. one's cool. It's got a ton of like, Japanese. Yeah. Uh... yeah, I think in Edison, oh. there's also a store called Anime Pop. Where yeah. they have a bunch of stuff. That's right. Yeah. I'll 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 segue into mine since it's also manga related, and then I'll I'll let Clay finish it off. Uh, so this week on the Shonen Jump app that I subscribe to, and I can't recommend that app enough if you like manga. It's two dollars a month. Yeah. Like, tell wow, me that's like, you can find the your subscription money on your couch cushions every month for the for that Shonen Jump. Oh, app. And, and each week it's like each issue is like. 300 pages i mean yep. it's i because of you i got it for my it, daughter it, it, she, yeah. she reads it every week so. it updates weekly like it's really their way to penetrate the american market but mm-hmm. uh I, I started reading a new series called chainsaw man by <laughs> tatsuki fujimoto um the premise is there's a guy that he's a demon slayer uh in this world uh there are demons and he befriends a demon that's kind of like a dog slash chainsaw. So it's a little dog with a chainsaw in its mouth. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm going uh, to go, yeah. go steal Hazel's uh, uh, phones. I can reach no, you. Just, you just made me think of what my recommendation is going to be for the next show. <laughs> so when, we, when, when, he, when he's hunting a demon, unfortunately, the demon is too strong and it's about to kill him. Uh, so his little friend, his little dog, Chainsaw Demon, he's like, well, I don't want you to die because you saved my life. So they merge together. So he turns into Chainsaw Man. Like, now he becomes half demon. Um, and I, I posted an image on my Instagram that I drew based on the manga. And it looks, it's like this dude with chainsaw hands and just chainsaw comes out. They, they come out of, of his body. And when he's in, when he's in human form... Out of his chest, you know the the little string you pull to start a chainsaw. Yeah. He has one of those coming out of his chest. <laughs> okay, so is the dog still a, is the dog? Do we still get the dog? Is he no, a separate so they, entity? They, or? The little dog fused with him, at least as far as I've read. Uh, I was I was hoping maybe it might be like Firestorm. You hear like a mental uh, voice, 
like when they're merged together. Maybe, maybe. But right now they just uh, they just merged together. So because oh. the, a demon took his heart, so the the little dog demon it is his heart now. Gotcha. So it it's wild. Um, I think yeah. around around issue sixty they they finally like that, <laughs> issue sixty. I love manga. Well, well, no, the thing like I, I would recommend. I mean, it's, it's pretty violent, but. But the issue sixty was the first one that was labeled eighteen and up only. So this is why I love manga. They they take yeah. the Japanese take more freedoms with their some of their comic liberties than the Americans do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is like Shonen Jump is aimed at teenage boys. Like, oh, yeah. the mean teenage, right? It's a teenage boy. So it's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean that's one issue you can only watch on the web browser. You can't read it on the app. Anything that's gotcha. eighteen and up on the Shonen Jump app, you can only read on the browser. I don't know how that stops kids from looking at it. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but yeah, that's my recommendation. I'm gonna keep reading. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a manga episode uh, soon. Yeah, well. Um, and and we'll go over all these crazy. Like we had to make a list of the craziest premises in manga. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. you, guys, uh, you want to talk about crazy? Have any of you seen an anime called Tenshi Miyo? I don't think so. I love it. Uh, my favorite one is it's old because when I used to work at an anime store, one of the guys who came over from me from working at Kiss Comics, I showed him the series, and they have this creature called uh, Ryoki, who is a called a cat. It's a cat rabbit hybrid. But the thing is, when you throw him in the, uh, Ryoki in the air, she turns into a gigantic spaceship. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my friends are sitting there going, "On what acid trip were they on when they made this series?" Wow. Well, yeah. all right. uh, Clay, follow that. I am recommending Andy Diggle and Pascal Ferry's run on Adam Strange. It's an eight-issue run. Uh, you can get it on the DC app. And for everyone who's jumping into Strange Adventures, um, it's a beautiful book. I love Pascal Ferry's art, so uh, I'm really uh, recommending it on art above all, uh, even though I love Andy Diggle. Um, and then two I'm going to jump into uh, from the DC app are... Wild Storm and the Terrifics. Uh, I've been reading the Terrifics uh, monthly. I'm just going to jump into the DC app and get caught back up on it. Yeah, I would really want to check out the Wild Storm actually. Now that it's all wrapped up and available for in a service that yeah, I'm paying for. The whole run is on the DC app. It's 24 issues. Warren Ellis and I forget who's uh, doing the art on that book. Yeah, and then we also get the, the little tie in uh, Michael Cray's Michael Crane's. Uh, John Davis Hunt. Okay. But then there's also the, the other time comic that spins out of that, right? I think it's called Michael Craig yeah. or something. So, yeah, I, I, I've always wanted... I wanted to check both of those things out. There's just really not enough time to read comics. Um, especially when I take... Yeah, I've got a stack of trades I need to get through. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, great. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, once again, I'll just mention this. Uh you know, stay safe. Obviously, if you don't have to travel, don't. Uh, wash your hands. <laughs> don't hoard. Don't touch your face. Yeah, don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Uh, as my co-hosts just all put their fingers in their mouths on the <laughs> on our web chat. Uh, the, the image I always have is uh, uh, Professor Xavier's sister when oh, he yeah. shows up in the Grant Morrison run and she takes Trask out and she puts her hand into his his face. Oh God! That vision. Opposite face. Kalima. Yeah, like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, 
but yeah uh thank you guys this was a lot of fun and uh we'll see you guys next time thanks good thanks man Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo. Night Owl Coffee from the original Watchmen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's one for you guys. What nice. Is that? nice. Original novel oh, wow. Yeah. The, the, the book where Luke and Leia share a kiss. Again? Yeah. Amongst other places. <laughs> is, that, is that before they shared a kiss in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. They, the, that one didn't well, come <laughs> she does a little kiss before they swing and OG Star Wars, but I thought they do, uh, but they do kiss when like he's sick, right? After 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 Yeah, it's an Empire. After they get him back from the Wampa and either you know, Empire, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Oh but cool. no that Play, podcast, we, should do, we should do a we should do a video Oh I hate that book. <laughs> what is that? Is that like an artist edition? What's going on? Uh, it's uh, uh, Adrian Tomei. I talked about him uh, a while back on. Uh, I forget what the episode was. It was like two or three ago where we talked about uh, just we we brought in hmm? lesser known books. Yeah. No, I remember the the joke. So I know it's from somewhere, but Ooh, nice. Those are cool. Hey, yeah, and they're all Joe hey. Dusko art. And they're all autographed. I just haven't had time to frame them. Can we have a convention at Clay's house? That's what I'm saying. We do a, a video mini-sode of just Clay going through his office finding stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, in, it's all the way Mesquite. I might travel. I might have to. Oh, it's not a bad drive. I might have to book a room. Entrance's fee <laughs> is free, but parking's a bitch. <laughs> I'll just do it. Yeah.